See, man is created with some sort of God-shaped slot within him, which he tries to fill. And our earliest archaeological artifacts are symbols. We start off with the ones discovered by Norbert Castre back in the 1800s uh, at Lescar, cave paintings. Mm. There are similar cave paintings in Altimera, and these are largely of animals. The stars as well. Stars, yes, but that that actually tends to come a little start to creep in a little later. Right. Uh, Jacob Bronowski, that wonderful cultural historian, now he was an, an atheist, but even he discerned that there was some magical import behind the symbolism of the cave paintings. But then he backed away from it and, and tried to put it down as symbols of symbols of wish fulfillment for the hunt. Right. Now, if he'd have moved short way from Lescar to the caves at Les Trois Frères in the Ariège, he would have found the answer, because there is a beautiful cave painting of a man in shaman's costume, yes. dressed as an animal, but still nonetheless distinctly a man. And shamanism, of course, was the beginnings of man's ritualized search for spiritual enlightenment. And all the great religions ultimately spring from shamanistic roots, if you trace them back yes. far enough. And there's still a, a practice that is used by hunter-gatherer societies today. It's uh, Native American spirituality is largely based on shamanistic insight, which is very powerful and very, very real. spiritual quest such as the one I, I'm on or the one you're on it, it it may mask itself as an outward journey through a sacred landscape yeah. but in reality what you're doing is triggering an inward journey it's a delving inside yes. at a theological conference back in the 1980s a wonderful priest Antonio Padovano said that people's religious perceptions are changing we're changing from outward ritual and dogma into an internal search. Yeah. And that is the big change that is happening. Some that has, has actually been happening for, for as long as mankind's been around. Yeah. But the churches and the great faiths have monopolized how to do it yeah. and tended to repress personal inner quest. So would you go on along with people like Carl Jung again, um, who, who said that, that the inward journey, the journey of the shaman, is to go into the unconscious self yes. to discover the true himself. Well, in the great mystical teacher of the Sufi tradition is El Hidya, the verdant one. Yeah. Um, and it is claimed and rightly so that at a certain stage of spiritual development you get direct access to El Hidya, but you do that internally. The inner light. Yes. The inner eye, the third eye. Yeah. And again, Jesus makes reference to this in, in uh, the Gospels. People can only learn about by their own personal experience if they mm. seek. It's an inner quest and it manifests itself to us all in slightly different ways. 
And symbolism is a way of communicating in a very deep subconscious level. Yeah. Now, according to Rudolf Steiner, who made considerable studies on this, which were very valid, there are at least nine conscious levels of interpretation of symbolism, and possibly many more, and some that are unconscious. And the early craftsmen who did carvings, be they medieval or even more ancient, sounds bizarre, but they were able to predict the spiritual impact of what they were doing on the people who would see it, people from different cultures. Mm. Um, Is this because these symbols were archetypes within all of us? Yes. Gurdjieff recounts uh, one situation of a carving in northern India, nor uh, near the northwest frontier, which had been visited by different people from different cultures at totally different times. And their descriptions all marry up. We're not talking about the outward form of the yeah. carving, we're talking about the inner experience that resulted from it. From it, yeah. Well, Gurdjieff was a mystic himself, wasn't he? Yeah.